What up, everybody? Welcome to the Mind and My Creative Business Podcast. I am your host, Shaw Speaks. And I am your host, Ron Ironically Jr. <laughs> and we are, listen, seriously, seriously excited to be with you today. This is episode zero. I can't wait for episode 100, but we got to start somewhere. And I'm happy to be starting with you. So much love to you. Yes, yes. No, listen. You guys are going to be in for a treat. You guys are going to be in for a ride just as we help you along or your creative journey, right? So we had to start with zero just so we can kind of introduce ourselves, let you know who we are, let you know why we are, and then what you can expect, right? So let's get into it. So once again, I'm Ron Ironic Lee. I am a longtime music producer. I've been producing music for over 20 years. Um, I've worked with uh, artists like Mahogany Jones, Corey Red. Uh, a list of people, but you know, I've been doing this music producer thing for a minute, so that's kind of me and who I am. If Shot Speaks, let the world know who you are, right? So, I am uh, artistically known as Shot Speaks. You can just call me Shy. I'm a hip hop and spoken word artist, a speaker, a host. So, I guess you could just say I'm an MC and I am an entrepreneur. Um, I have shared the stage as an artist with everybody from Ludacris to Lecrae, right? From Kiara Shear to Bum B, right? From Rap City to uh, Jeezy, right? So I have this unique ability to be able to be an inspirational artist. So I get to be in the faith-based sector and in the mainstream sector, um, being able to be there as light. My music is all like, everything is positivity and spirituality. And so, um, again, like Ron said, I've been doing this thing for a long time. And doing it for a long time, what I began to discover over the years is what is my sweet spot? Like, how am I able to be able to share those the stages with those people? How am I able to be in uh, plays and write scripts and do voiceovers for companies and just all the things that I get to do? Um, how am I able to do that? I think it's because of how I operate my art as a business. I'm going to say it again. It's how I operate my art as a business. And so... Because of that, I I found myself in what you would consider high places, right? I'm in high places. And then also um, I'm interacting on a very high professional level. In fact, one of the last albums that I was featured on, everybody on the album, it's an album with, I'll just say, uh, Zaytoven, the producer, and Lecrae put out an album, who's the artist. And they are both on, I believe, Capitol, Capitol Records put the, put the album out. Everybody on the album was a signed artist except myself, right? So how do I get to be on the in positions like that? And I think it's just when I have conversations with artists like Cray, even artists that are aspiring and looking up to me, they're always saying how I operate in a certain way. And I think that I like for I'm passionate, Ron. I want to make sure every creative knows how to operate their art as a business. Yeah, like I thought you said so. You are a recording artist. I'm a music producer, but we not just limited to recording artists and music producers, right? We fo- we really focus on those who identify as creators because, like you said, we've been doing this for a while. And, and, and like I said my thing is I've worked with a lot of artists over the years, right? Over my my two decades of doing this, and that's one of the constant things is they did not understand their their, their business of their artistry whether I worked with a photographer or whether I worked with a videographer, right? Or whether I worked with a recording artist or other producers, they didn't understand the business side of their creativity. 
And I always found myself coaching and teaching about business because I, I knew a little bit. And I'm not going to say I knew a lot of it. I knew a little bit. I went to I went to school for business management, you know what I'm saying, for, for a short state of town. Right. Hold on right quick. I forgot to tell them that. I right. went to school for business as well. I actually went to school for business for business administration. And then I got a master's in supply chain management, an MBA with an emphasis on entrepreneurship. So, yeah. Credentials. Go ahead, Rhonda. No, no, listen, that, that, that's that's huge. Because once again, we're letting you know who we are and why we're so passionate about this Minding My Creative Business podcast. Right. So my thing was, once again, I was always coaching and teaching and mentoring anyway. Right. 2019 is when I did a pivot. Right. I took a young couple out to lunch. I, I saw I saw them online. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling their music. Like, like they kind of dope. Like, let me kind of reach out. So I reached out to them just being me. Right. Um, and they said they learned more from me in that lunch that we had than they had learned the entire five or six years that they've been doing music, just working with other people, managers and all these other people. They learned more in that lunch. So that kind of a light bulb kind of went on. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, I can maybe monetize this because they walked away from the lunch wanting to pay me. I was just taking them to lunch and I was just kind of just once again, I'm, I'm I got a big brother spirit. Right. That's all I know is this to. To, to, to help and to, you know, share my information and knowledge. But they was like, no, we want to pay, like, you know, a workman is worth his wage. So I'm like, oh, hold on. So I did a drastic pivot and I, I, I developed my um, coaching business. So that's one thing that I do now is I coach other creators on how to monetize their creativity and their gifts and their talents and whatnot. And that's kind of how me and you uh, connected, right? Uh, right, right. We'll we get off to that a little bit later as well, like how, how we connected and then why that synergy was, was so strong. We were like, yeah, we got to do, do a podcast. We got to do something. So we had, we started thinking about all the creators that we know. Like, and, and another thing I will say is I'm newly, well, this year I launched a event center, right? But it's something that was been in the plan since the year before, but you launch it finally, right? So I uh, own or co-own Abide Event Space and we work with a lot of, uh, creative preneurs, right? Because you got, you have caterers. To me, they culinary artists, right? Yeah. Okay. Then you have event designers or decorators, right? So they're coming in, they're doing some type of thing with their uh, flowers, or you know, they're doing some type of creative design. A florist, right? Yeah. We're working with people who are know how to create these arches and balloon arches and backdrops and all that kind of stuff. So that's creative who are getting paid they're in business so because of the event space industry i still feel like yes i'm an artist but i'm also an entrepreneur and i'm in a space that kind of continuously allows me to be around all these artists and so or all these creatives right and so man it's just like i meet them all the time and i'm so amazed by so many of them who are doing well they're killing it like they're excelling They've been able to turn it to, from a part-time job into a full-time job and from a full-time job even into an empire. And that's actually who we want to interview. We want to interview the people um, who are going to, I mean, who have made six, seven, or even eight figures. So that is something that's like, okay, this is, this is, this is it, right? This is what's up. Because we meet them and then some of them just kind of shoot off. And what we found is there is a, there's there, there are some threads there and we want to make sure that other creatives that we come across are able to be helped in this podcast allows them to take a deep dive. 
Exactly. Like you said, we, we folks who, and listen, we focusing on those that want to take off, right? Because I've I, I met creatives that they don't want to be creative entrepreneurs. They don't want to be entrepreneurs, and that's fine, right? And like, we, we get that. But this is for the people that they say, listen, I have this gift and I have this talent. I know I can monetize it, and I know I can provide for myself, but not just myself, but I want to be able to provide for others as well. I want to be able, I want to create a legacy and all these other things. So, yeah, this is for them. This is for people that, like I said, that have that creative edge, but they also understand, like, okay, it's some other things that I got to do because me just being creative isn't taking me where I want to go in my career or as an entrepreneur. Right. So they 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 have that creative edge and that what entrepreneurial spirit, right? Exactly. So, so we gonna take you. Uh, let, let's let's talk about what they can expect from the show, right? So okay, so I kind of alluded to the fact that we know all these creatives that we interact with, right, in our own um, respective industries, whether from a production standpoint or from a media standpoint for run or for me being an artist and just kind of like event promoters and all those kind of people, but also um, even with the other businesses. And so it, it goes from there. So, right, we're meeting all these creatives. We know all these creatives. We're we're actually, if you're part of, he you're here is because we interacted with you in some type of way, right? But there are some people who we know and some of them we may not know personally, but we we have been able to get a taste of the fact that they they over here making like moolah moolah baby. They're over here making in, not just income. Some of them are making amazing impact. And yeah, so let, let's let's talk about that. If you are here, you're like, okay, I get it. I see you shy, you know, you run, we know, we understand why y'all are passionate about it. But what can I expect from this podcast? If that's your question, let's get into that. So what we want to do is we want to go like behind the veil, behind the scenes, right? Because, you know, me and Shia was talking earlier and we were just saying how a lot of times people present to you on the front end. Of things, right? They present to you what you can see, but it's like an iceberg, right? And so we see the tip of the iceberg, but if you look underneath that water, right, it's a lot bigger than what you can see. And it's the same thing from the business side. It's a lot bigger and it's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. So we want to bring that behind the scenes to the forefront so that, once again, if you are just starting out, you can know what to expect. If you have been doing it for a little while, maybe you'll get some information, some ideas that you can add and implement within your business that can help you to scale and grow or to just put some systems in place. And I, I ain't going to get too much into systems because that's size area. Right. Um, but I'm big on strategy. So being able to hear some of these people and what were the strategies that they put in place to launch? What were the strategies that they put in place to scale, to grow? What were the strategies that they put in place to properly and effectively brand and market and all those type things? So right. those so are the things really, that we can talk about. So I want to go right there for a little bit before we kind of conclude episode one. You talked about you're not going to get in my lane because I'm systems and strategy. Earlier, I just said that, you know, I started realizing I operate my art as a business. But for me, where I zone in on is systems and structure. And right. And as I was talking to Ron and when we first connected, it was like, bro, you big on branding and strategy. And so I want to talk about that, too, because I want you to understand that on this podcast, every time you listen to it, you are going to get you can expect to get some type of information about maybe um, implementing a system that you 
don't have or fine tuning your system or some type of tool, right, that I'm aware of that I know how to use that helps integrate into your business to make things more automated or streamlined, right? How to add structure, not just like a setting up the LLC. That's that. That's a foundation. We're talking about structure around your 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 creative business, right? So we're going to get into it in future episodes, but that's kind of what I want to get into. Ron, tell them about what you want to give them, what they can can expect from you from the brand and the marketing side. Well, yes. Once again, like understanding that how you present yourself in the market matters, right? A lot of times people think that branding is the the logo, like the visual things, and that is a part of it, right? When you think of McDonald's, you think of Golden Arches and things like that. But there's also the way that they deliver their product and service. That's a part of their branding, right? The experience that the customer has, that's a part of their branding. How the customer thinks and feels when they see or hear your name, that's a part of your branding, right? So to be able to talk to other creatives and how how they were able to put those things in place, how they approach those things, and how they continue to implement them in their business is going to be key. It's going to be huge, right? So that's definitely some of the things that I'm looking forward to to be able to talk to them about. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, real quick, I just want to say this. Like, okay, so when you talk about how, because we talked about it from a, from an overview, and people are like, okay, I just want to make it clear. Like, um, here we have, I live in Texas. Um, I'm, I'm currently reside in Dallas, Texas. Ron, you want to give them where you're from? Listen, I'm from the one and only Detroit, Michigan. What up, dude? <laughs> the verdict is still out on who's the big D, but we gonna just know that if you on here with us, you getting both of those, right? right. But this is what I want to say. Here in, in Texas, and I've seen it in some other states as well, there's a Razoo's and then there's a Papa Doe, right? That is there are that's two different restaurants. You're talking about McDonald's, and then there is Chick-fil-A, right? No, no, no. There's Chick-fil-A and then there's like a Popeyes, right? You get two totally different experiences. Local yeah. chicken, but the experience is different, right? Th- 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 there's a whole lot different. But when you talk about, so branding wise, you have, okay, one that's more like Popeyes is kind of like Louisiana style, kind of like f- flavor. You know, they kind of seem like they lean into that that ambiance or that that aesthetic, right? But Chick Fil A kind of leans into like almost like a corporate how would you describe it let me give it to them well yeah no i mean definitely like you said that you can tell that they have two different audiences right where they're there once again we're gonna talk about this too where we we, like the importance of niching down and knowing who you're talking to so where like i said you uh for the sake of this conversation what i'll say is popeye's market is probably more of an urban market compared to Chick-fil-A's. Chick-fil-A's is more of a suburban. Now, just because their market may be a suburban market, it doesn't mean that an urban market does not partake in Chick-fil-A. Just and just because Popeye may be urban doesn't mean that suburban market doesn't take doesn't take part in, in Popeye's, right? But it's like once again, they're speaking to a particular audience, right? Based off of how they present themselves, based on what they communicate, based on how they communicate based on a lot of things when it comes to the brand. Right. right. And, and and then there is strategy that goes behind that brand, right? So if I if I'm Chick-fil-A, it's not just the 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 land that we occupy where there's metropolitan areas of suburbs, but it's also somebody who's looking for a flavorful 
quick experience and somebody who's looking for a healthy and want to make themselves, feel, you know, like they have a healthy experience. And so you have to lean in that way. I'm just telling you, like you, you can unpack things and we're just using those. Those are not brands that are like creative, so to speak, creative entrepreneurs that built that brand. Unless we're talking about the fact that they really are because they're culinary artists who actually probably started the recipe for the restaurant. But we're not going to I'm not going to blow your mind and be like, wait, are those creative entrepreneurs? <laughs> OK, we, we'll get into it later. But then for me, I would look at it and say, when you go through the line at Popeye's, Versus when you go through the line at Chick-fil-A, a lot of the times the line at Chick-fil-A is wrapped around the building. Right. And then Chick-fil-A started this thing where they created the two lines, right, to kind of keep it flowing. That's a systematic systematic approach. So now they got the, the, the thing that comes over the head and it kind of comes down. Like, it's why? Because we're trying to serve more people at the same time and keep this line flowing. And they somebody had to sit down and think about, OK, how do I do that? So that's a that's that's where your systems and your structure come into place. I just want to kind of go into detail a little bit. But at the end of the day, like Ron was saying, if you're listening to this podcast, you are going to have some tips and some of the best practices from some of the most wildly successful entrepreneurs on how to get started. Or if you're already started on how to actually scale right. You got you got anything else you want to tell them uh, what they can expect from this? I mean, you bit. You can expect it from a creator's point of view, because this is the thing, right? There are other podcasts out there that are phenomenal when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to business, right? I personally haven't seen any that are focusing solely on the creative entrepreneur or the creative entrepreneur, right? So keep in mind, we literally are speaking to those who identify as creators. Because once again, we, we think in process and do things a little differently, right? So we approach this podcast knowing that, you know what I'm saying? Listen, we may use some of the language, some of the the business language, but we also want to scale it down to where, no, we're speaking to you and your language to where you understand it. Because if I start talking about KPIs and ROIs and things like that, right, the average creative may not understand those terms. So we're going to speak it to you in your language. We and we'll teach you those terms because I think you do. Y'all need to you you know you need to do, know those terms. But if you're just listening to somebody out the gate and they're using those terms, you're not going to understand it, and it may go over your head, and it, you may lose interest. So we're going to present it to you in a way to where you can digest it and it benefits you. Right. So you're going to learn some business speak, but we're going to speak it to you from a creative's perspective, and that's really important to say because, again, you. I mean, if I'm hearing people and they're talking about they're big in business, they're talking about real estate or car sales and all that. And you're like, man, I'm a florist or, you know, I do balloon arches or, or you know, I am like I, I do have a business, but I need to talk about how how to scale it up. But it's not the same as like selling houses, it's not the same as like yeah. selling cars and stuff like that or a coffee shop or something like that. It's kind of different with what I'm doing. I'm a photographer or I'm a videographer, how can I have a system, right? What does structure look like for me? I just got clients coming from every which way. And like, how do I like, or like, see, and it's like, well, their, their business is already built like that. So the structure is built into the business, but it's like, nah, there, there's a way, right. For you to take that videography and get some structure around it for you to take that. Um, but even if it's like some type of man, whatever it is, whatever your creative thing is, there is a way right, to 
dial it in brand wise, strategy wise, structure wise, system wise. And so you are going to get that here and it's going to be from that perspective. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. Listen, when you listen to other creatives on other podcasts, because you're like, man, I, I hear them. They're they're on other podcasts as well. They're going to talk about it from a general perspective. We're going to ask the type of questions that make them go further and further and further into the back office. They're saying, you know, we're going to be in the foul room, right? We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to be in that foul room, right? Because you need to know what's really, really going on. I'm going to add this. And this is the last benefit that I will highlight. And I think it's the most important one. Um, in conjunction with this Mind and My Creative Business podcast, we have created a Creatives Corner community, right? So it's the community specifically for creatives to be able to network with one another, find accountability together, and talk through these business ideas and even work through your business ideas from a creative perspective. Again, you could have other friends and other entrepreneur endeavors. Maybe they're in trucking, but that does not translate over into owning a production agency, right? Owning a videography agency. So you got to be able to talk about it, talk about it as in entrepreneurship and business with other creatives. And the Creatives Corner is a perfect place to do that. What is the Creatives Corner, Ron? What does it consist of? So we have a Facebook group, right? Where So in that group, we're going to be posting information. You'll have access to the community. We'll be able to share information with each other. So it's not just going to be us where we're curating everything, though that's going to be a part of it. But no, you guys will be able to participate in that community as well and share and connect and like solid uh, form, all accountability and whatnot. And then we have a newsletter where we're going to send you on a regular basis to where we're giving you tips and things that are practical, strategy, and all those beautiful things that you will need to just keep you motivated and inspired on this creative journey. So we get so we got a newsletter popping that you get just for being a part of the community and a private Facebook group that you can network with people on in the creative community. So okay, if they want to go ahead and get joined up right now before we even move on to episode number one, two, three to 100, how can they get signed up for that community? So it's simple. You just go to the mmcbpodcast.com. Once again, that's mm cbpodcast.com and if y'all didn't know mmcb is this acronym for mining my creative business yeah yep 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 well listen that's all you need to know for all your updates you really can head over to mmcbpodcast.com thank you so much for tuning in to episode number zero hopefully you're just as excited as we are about these guests that we're about to be interviewing this information you're about to get because listen it's gonna be good <laughs> man Peace out.